Hi everyone, welcome to our first video. I'm Sophie. And I'm Betty. And we decided to create this channel to share with you our passion for the 2000s. For our first episode, we're gonna talk about the Princess of Pop, the one and only Britney Spears. I'm gonna give you a little insight on Britney's early years and basically how she became famous. And I'm gonna be talking about the present life starting from all of the events that led to her conservatorship, which is a very, um, how to put this, it's a very controversial subject, especially um, the free Britney movement that's been going on for the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've definitely been a fan of Britney ever since I was born. I remember how my cousin used to love her and she would play her music all day, every day. So I'm a fan from day one, ever since I was born. She was like really cool, but innocent and then like also sexy at the same time. So I just feel like every girl wanted to be her in the 2000s. Most definitely. For me, well, to put into perspective, right now I'm 20 years old. But when I was born, my mom was 23. So she's a really young mom. So since she was like a teenager around the 90s, she grew up with, you know, listening to the biggest bands of all time, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, you name it. So she was about a she was already entering her 20s when Britney Spears came along and released Baby One More Time. And my mom fell in love with Britney Spears. So as I was growing up, my mom would play her music. And for us, like, that's how we bonded. We bonded over the 90s, the pop culture, the music and all, and especially over Britney Spears. So she's always had a special place in our hearts. No, for me too. And, you know, when we started reading about, like, and watching about her real life story, we were really devastated, all of us. And, you know, we thought that it would be really interesting to share with you guys what we have learned about, you know, the facts that had happened on her life leading to the conservatorship and to everything that has been going on with her recently. So, you know, let's get started. Um, I'm going to start with the early years. As we all know, she influenced the revival of teen pop during the late 1990s and the early 2000s. And that's why she is known as the Princess of Pop. In my opinion, she is the Princess of Pop. There's like no one else like her. And, you know, many of her fans say that she saved the 90s and the 2000s teenagers through her work. So let's go back to the very beginning. She was born in December 2, 1981. She was, a, you know, a normal some. Uh, small town girl from Kenwood, Luciana. She had a very humble family and a very humble town. As you can see here, it's not really big. It's, you know, a small town. And her parents were really hardworking people. It's said that her father struggled with alcoholism, so he was not around a lot. So, you know, her mom, Lynn, was the one who supported Britney to become the famous pop, pop star that she was. And his dad was more about caring about the financial status. You know, she was a normal girl. She signed in the choir, the choir. She went to church. She liked to act. Everybody said that she was really talented, that she had a big future in the music industry. Um, it said that many people that worked with her said that she was extremely determined and hardworking and she was going to get far. Um, and, you know, I think it's amazing how she actually did come from this small town and just became such a star. Um, let's see. Now, her first gig to becoming famous was the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse 
in around 1990, where she sings and act with a lot of celebrities like Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, and Justin Timberlake. And after the show ended, she explained that she went back to her hometown because her parents were still struggling financially. And, you know, she was determined. She knew that she wanted to sing. She knew that she wanted to be a pop star. So they went back to New York and gave it a one last try, and she recorded a demo tape. Obviously, um, Jive Records signed a contract with her, and her first album was released. And it's the uh, one with her first single called Baby One More Time, which is one of my favorite of all times. I listen to it all the time. Yeah, no, and it's funny because if you see videos of when she started, um, she was in malls and people used to gather in small gatherings and see her sing. And, you know, after she released the album, she became really, really famous and she became the phenomenon that she is. And also you can see in her early interviews how she was so humble and excited to, you know, to start being a pop star. You know, her assistant, um, Felicia Culora, who was actually like her nanny, she was with her ever since she started. Um, she explained in an interview how Britney was extremely humble. She actually, in a Christmas where she started becoming famous, she got a thousand dollars from the bank in cash and she gave a hundred dollar bills around on her hometown just as a Christmas gift. And I thought that was extremely sweet because as a child, she was probably like 17, 18. You would not think about doing that when you're becoming famous. That is true. Now, yeah, 100%. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, another big part of how she became famous was because of MTV. MTV was on the rising and, you know, she was in her, their studio a lot. She gave a lot of interviews and a lot of, she was in a lot of reality shows from them. And something that I found out really interesting and sad, basically not interesting, but sad, is that not only for MTV, but every other interview that she did ever since she was a child, they would always bring something sexual about her. Like this poor girl had to go through so much for that. Um, I remember an interview that I saw, a guy interviewing her literally asked her about her breasts and about how or why she was always in her underwear, which I just think it's ridiculous for a man to tell to a child because I'm sure she wasn't even 18 back then. Yeah. But, you know, you, you could see that she was really uncomfortable and you could see that she was not having it, but she owned it. She she joked about it. And, you know, she was just a boss of her own show. That's true. And I can't imagine being in her shoes, being told that, like, I myself will feel super uncomfortable, you know, sure. especially I'd be thinking, dang, are they paying that much attention to my body? Like, you know, I just wouldn't like that. No, no, well, I would never. As you are moving on, this are, this is basically around the height of Britney's career. Um, at one point, she started dating Justin Timberlake, who was part of NSYNC, if I remember correctly. And we remember the famous MTV VMAs um, award show where they both showed up wearing denim. Well, their, their relationship didn't last for long. They ended up breaking up and a lot of drama started off because of it. Um, just as a side note, we're not here to pinpoint certain events that led to the incidents of 2007, 2008 that ended up leading to the conservatorship. We're just here to talk about, you know, keep events that, you know, may have hurt her. But we also have to keep in mind that we only know so much about Britney. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. Yeah. So just to um, summarize this part, um, people started slut-shaming Britney. 
um, a lot of tabloids such as um, US Weekly and so on, they will make reports saying that just um, Britney betrayed Justin. And we remember the Crime Near River music video, how people thought it was kind of weird that there was a Britney lookalike in the music video. Like it made it seem like Justin was bringing Britney down or whatever. But as we said, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. This is just what we see, what we saw growing up, you know, what people believe. And we only we know what really happened. So after her breakup from Justin Timberlake, she was subject to false accusations of having cheated on Timberlake. Um, later on, she got married to Kevin Federline and they ended up having two kids. However, um, there was an incident where she was trying to get away from the paparazzi and she had her baby um, sitting on her lap while she was in the driver's seat. And the paparazzi got a hold of that photograph. It got released everywhere and people were questioning her ability to become a mom. People were saying Britney's not responsible enough to be a mom. And even though when she divorced, Federline at first had joint custody, meaning that both parents were involved in the upbringing of their children, it was one of the many events that led to her losing that cus joint custody and possibly visitation rights. And then there's the famous incidents of 2007. We all know and remember when Brittany shaved her head off. We remember the incident where she uh, attacked a paparazzi's car with an umbrella. We've seen the memes, we've seen the Halloween costumes, we've seen the merch people have made saying, oh, if Brittany could survive 2007, we can survive another day. The thing is, um, whatever she was going through at that time, it was depressing. And people were still like making fun of her for that. Like, I don't know, maybe she had um, postpartum depression, who knows what she was going through, but in order, but to see how many people were like take, making fun of her situation, making memes out of it, and for her to be suffering behind closed doors, I, if I were Brittany, I would, I, I would be crying every day, to be honest. Like, I would not love that. Yeah, no, and for sure. Yeah, I, I, I myself cannot be a celebrity. I just can't handle all that. And yeah. one night, Brittany refused to give um, Federline custody of her son. She wanted to spend more time with them. You know, what, what mother wouldn't love to be with her children. And some people say that she um, barricaded herself. And that led to her being sent to the Sutter Sinai Medical Center on what is known as a 5150 hold. So for those of you that don't know, a 5150 hold is a code that allows a person who is deemed to have a mental illness or some sort to be involuntarily declined, I mean, detained for 72 hours on psychiatric hospitalization. And this is eventually where the very controversial conservatorship begins. In 2008, her father, Jamie, ends up becoming her conservator of estate. So to explain, a conservatorship is basically when an individual is appointed by a judge to be the protector or the guardian of a person and they're allowed to manage the financial affairs of the conservative and, or, and if possible to some extent even manage the daily life of this person. Conservatorships are often given to uh, people that are considered elderly or maybe might have certain mental dis um, disabilities that limit them from performing everyday tasks. What made this case so controversial was that Brittany was only 26 when this happened, when she, when her father became her conservator of estate, which means that he had the legal rights to handle and manage her financial affairs. And, you know, it goes as far as to where Jamie ends up 
being in charge of Jane, uh, Britney's daily life. Some say that she cannot even, can, you know, she can't even um, make certain decisions without her father's approval. The difference between a conservatorship and a guardianship is that a guardianship, it's mostly limited to minors. And obviously Britney was 26, so she's nowhere near a minor anymore. And what made this um, so much more controversial is that people saw and they still see that Britney is her own individual who was fully aware and is still fully aware of her choices. And she's been able to make decisions on her own. However, with Jamie being her conservative estate, people saw it as though Britney couldn't even keep control of her finances. The way it makes it seem as though she can't even hire people to be in control of her finances and control of her medical care. They made it seem as though she can't do anything on her own. And it's also really rare for a person Britney's age to even become a conservative. And a lot of times they're seen as a last resort option. So during the conservatorship, it seemed as though Britney was living her best life. We all remember that after it was revealed that she would enter the conservatorship, she immediately started, it was like she had a comeback. It was like, it was like Britney's back or 90s Britney's finally back. And she released the album Circus. She guest starred on a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. She um, took a two-year residency at the Las Vegas Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. And she even had a, um, she was even featured for the brand Candies, which was being sold at Kohl's. Basically, it just, it made it seem as though Britney's finally back. Britney, it, it, like, it made it, it made all her fans think Britney's back, she's back, or Queen's back, like everything's back to normal. But of course, as I said earlier, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. So eventually with the rise of social media, um, more and more celebrities started making Instagram accounts, um, Snapchat, Twitter, um, TikTok, which was more recent, you name it. And Britney was one of the many celebrities that joined Instagram. However, um, what was very peculiar were the style of posts that she shared with her followers. Um, it led to a lot of people thinking, is Britney okay? Like, is she trying to send us a secret messages? So in one incident, someone sent her a comment saying, if you need help, wear yellow in your next video. And later on in her next video on Instagram, she's wearing a yellow top, which led to a lot of people thinking, oh my gosh, Britney needs her help. Like, there's something going on that we don't know. Later on in September 2019, um, Jamie was temporarily relieved of his personal conservatorship after it was revealed that he was involved in an altercation with Britney's son. The role was later granted to Jody Montgomery, who was Britney's manager, and Montgomery was in charge of Britney's care until August 2020. Britney's mom, Lynn, requested to be involved with her daughter's conservatorship, and she, she wanted to be aware of Britney's medical conditions. You know, um, Lynn was there with her for the beginning, like, especially as a mom, like she wants to make sure her daughter's okay. So it's understandable. Again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. This is just from our understanding. Um, Britney's conservatorship has become such a controversial topic, both inside and outside of the music industry, that it led to the birth of the famous hashtag Free Britney movement. Fans and artists alike have taken to social media to ask people to you know, may be aware of what's going on. Um, fans have also been outside the courthouses where these cases have taken place, um, not only keeping each other updated about what's going on inside, but also to show Brittany and her team that they're standing with her, which mm -hmm. honestly is really beautiful to see how united her fans are, fans of all ages, fans of all backgrounds. 
especially since Brittany is considered an LGBT icon. You know, I just love seeing the solidarity here. Um, honestly, what broke my heart was just seeing how visibly uncomfortable Brittany was during all of these interviews or when she was like being photographed by the paparazzi, yeah, like especially, especially like the one where it became really, um, I became aware of it recently where apparently she was with her baby son. I don't know if they were at a mall or a restaurant and that she just wanted to be alone with her baby and they had like taking pictures of her and she's just like, you see she's crying in the photos. And it's like, you know, at one point you see body language tells you she's uncomfortable. So you obviously, as you're supposed to back away, but like they just yeah. kept on taking pictures of her. I honestly so, don't understand um, how can this be legal? Like how can a human do this to another person? You see her sad, you see her struggling, but you're still taking pictures for money. You, If you take one picture, fine. But if you're attacking her and there's 10 of you attacking her, I just think it's ridiculous. And I understand why she would break, you know, why she's at this breaking point that she had to get somebody to take care of herself. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and like the sad part is that we see this happening to this day, especially, and well, here in the, now in the 2020s, and especially in the K-pop industry and many other um, industries as well, that people overstep their boundaries with artists. There's a point where they stop seeing artists as individuals who have, you know, who have the right to privacy, who, you know, people that, these celebrities that are actually looking at the mean comments people write about them, they're human, they get hurt too. Yeah. At one point, they're gonna wanna be like, I wanna be left alone. They're, they're not gods, you know, they're not idols. They're human mm -hmm. at the end of the but day. But people don't understand that. They, people just want to get money and they just don't res like respect them. I see, we can see them also with the Kardashians. Um, their kids their kids have been photographed ever since they were born and the, the cameras on their faces not respecting their mom's wishes to not show their faces. You know, I just, I think it's crazy. Yeah. I don't I, think I, it's fair for them yeah. at all. And I don't blame celebrities who decide that they don't want their kids to be photographed. Like their oh, kids no. deserve to live a normal childhood because they're, they're human, they're human, you know? They are, um, it, it, it must be traumatizing for them to have someone, so many flashes and so many people looking at them and like they wouldn't understand what's going on, you know? That's true. But yeah, we just, um, I just hope that, that Brittany's okay and that um, she understands that we're here and that we have her support and that everybody cares and everybody understands and you know, that she is okay most of it that she can come back one day and be fine and be the pop star that she was, or if she wants to relax and be left alone, that we can do that for her too, you know? It's just such a horrible situation. That's true. And we can also take this as a lesson that at the end of the day, celebrities are humans too. They read the negative comments, they read the good comments, you know, like what as fans, we think, oh, I, I know what this person's like because of the way they present themselves in front of cameras. Like, no, like, we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. And all we can do as humans is show compassion towards them. Understand that they have their good days, they have their bad days. Sometimes they're overworked. They just wanna go home, be with their family. And we have to respect those boundaries as fans as well. Not just as fans, but as humans. We gotta be more compassionate yeah. towards each other. It's true. That's a higher percent true. True. But well, <laughs> thank you everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Um, stay tuned for more. That's
Yeah, we're going to be here every Thursday and we're going to be talking a little more about whatever we feel like in the 2000s, maybe about TV shows, about other icons. Just keep tuned. Stay tuned. That's true. Here's to the, one of the best decades of all time. For sure. <laughs> Bye-bye.